If you had one piece of advice for a person who wants to succeed in your field, what would it be? Question all of your assumptions. Things that you assume are surely true may not be. And the things that you assume are surely true may be the very stumbling blocks that are keeping you from making progress ahead. For me, it was stunning. It hurt to think that maybe I wasn't seeing the truth. I still remember when I first realized that the mathematics was suggesting to me that maybe I'm not seeing reality as it is. I had to sit down. It hurt. It was such a deeply held assumption that was really hard to let go of. And so stuff that we're absolutely sure is true may be the very stumbling blocks that keep us from making progress. We knew the earth was flat and we knew the earth was the center of the universe. We all knew it. And we burned people at the stake who dis disagreed. That's how deeply we can believe stuff that's deeply false. Hmm. What, if anything, do you wish you had done differently in your 20s, 30s, or 40s? Learn more math. Mm -hmm. I need, what I've discovered is everything, for me, everything else is relatively easy. It's, it's the mathematics that really gives you the, the, the horsepower to make progress ahead. And of course, what I've been able to do is work with really talented mathematicians, and I've been lucky they're very, very kind to deal with adult, mathematical adult like me, and, and, and they've cooperated with me from like Chaitan Prakash and, and Bruce Bennett. But I, it would have been much nicer if I could have pushed the mathematical football further myself. Ten years from now, what do you think you'll regret doing too much of or too little of at this point in your life? I'm, I have grandkids. I may be spending too much time on my science and not enough time enjoying my grandkids. Mm. In, in, in 10, 20 years, they, they will have their, their own lives. And so I've got uh, a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a two-year-old. And I, I, I love hanging out with them. Mm. And so it's the balancing act between the personal life. They're, they're, they're both wonderful. You know, exploring consciousness and science is extremely fun. And just hanging out and playing out with the grandkids is fun. And uh, there'll always be that trade-off. And so... No one ever, I've, I've been told that no one on their deathbed ever worries that they didn't work enough. They always complain that they didn't spend enough time with their family. And that may be what I also face. Hmm. What is something that you're right about that is very controversial? Well, I'm probably wrong, <laughs> but I think I'm right hmm. that we're not seeing reality as it is. That's, that the moon doesn't exist when you don't look at it. Something exists, but it's not the moon. That, that is extremely controversial. Even Einstein didn't like that. He said, of course, you, you know, do you really think the moon doesn't exist when no one looks? I'm saying, yeah, the moon doesn't exist. And that's highly controversial. And I think I'm right about that. I I've learned not to be sure that I'm right about anything. <laughs> uh, what book should everyone read? Hmm. Well, I guess I, I don't have to take in the ultimate sense of, you know, the ultimate book. Here here's a book I think would be really interesting for a lot of people to read. It's mm. um, Paul Davies' The Demon and the Machine. Mm. Mm. It's an interesting new mm. book. And he really makes a good case for a hard problem of the origin of life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That the current knowledge of the laws of physics and chemistry do not allow us to give a scientifically clean story about how life emerged. Once life has emerged, evolution by natural selection is fine to see how it evolved. That's not the question. The question is how do you go from the laws of physics and chemistry to the first information processing cells or information processing subunits of cells? That turns out to be apparently as hard a problem as the hard problem of consciousness. And that's one that we should look at. Hmm. What negative experience, one you would not wish to repeat, has most profoundly changed you for the better? 
Mm. Well, when I was 45, I went through an emotional collapse where mm. I couldn't sleep and I didn't know why. And I, you know, everything seemed fine. I was doing well at my job and so forth. I didn't realize that I had all this stored up anxiety from my youth that I just didn't even know was there. And eventually my physical body just wasn't able to keep all that stuff mm. repressed. Mm -hmm. So it was a couple years of not even knowing if I was going to keep my career. Mm. It was it was so devastating. Mm. It was so difficult to sleep. And, and the stuff I was facing, I just had no idea mm. what it was. And I just knew that I needed to meditate. But but the whole, I was completely at sea. Everything that I knew was gone. Mm. And I thought perhaps my career would, would end too. Mm. It was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I had to go through that. It was mm -hmm. horrific mm -hmm. and very, very painful. Scariest thing I've ever gone through by far. And so, but the meditation came out of that and, and a deep, deep healing came out of it. Um, would I want to go through that experience again? No way. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What most worries you about our collective future? Mm. A couple things. 99% of all species that have been on the planet are extinct. That's a hard, cold, sobering fact. And second, our evolutionary psychology. Our evolutionary psychology is not fashioned to optimize our chances of surviving as a species. And we see a lot of fighting in politics, you know better than I, mm -hmm. and a lot of nonsense that goes on and, and um, absurd reasoning and, and self-serving kinds of reasoning. And, and that is clearly part of our evolutionary psychology. It's not going away. Mm -hmm. And unless we can actually use the principles of evolutionary psychology to figure out how to set up social institutions, political systems, and manners of interacting that, as, as Steven Pinker says, bring out the better angels of our nature and, and, and sort of don't bring up the darker aspects of our nature. We're, we're, in, we're in deep trouble. So it, you know, evolutionary psychology is very, very sobering because it gives you a hard, cold look at human nature. It may also be the best hope that we have to try to come up with solutions. You have to look at the problem clearly to come up with, with political and social solutions. If you could resurrect one person from history and put them in our world today and give them the benefit of a modern education, if needed, who would you bring back? Leibniz. Is there, is there any connection between what, between your theory and his monodology? I think so. Yeah. I, th I suspect, well, of course, you know, Leibniz is a towering intellect. He's one of the, the, the brightest minds of all time. Yeah. If I could just spend even had spent 10 minutes with him and, and just told him the basic ideas he would have seen the math he could have just run circles mm -hmm. around me and we, we he could have done this stuff 300 years ago so he would be and and he he i mean he was a no-nonsense guy he understood i mean he had the the leibniz um analogy of the mill he, he understood the hard problem of consciousness mm -hmm. and he he understood that that you couldn't start with machines and build consciousness out of it and he was trying to get there with his monodology. So I, if we could bring Leibniz into my, my lab right now, <laughs> I would just be reading the papers and wondering at, the, at what this guy did. He'd run circles around us, so I, I would bring him up. Uh, and finally, the Jurassic Park question. If we're in a position to recreate the T-Rex, should we do it? Yes. All right. <laughs> my well, answer what, as well, yeah. Is that your answer yeah, as well? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out why I would say yes. It's just too much fun. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that's part of my reason too, Sam. It would be so much fun and, you know, hey, we can do it. I think that we could contain the damage. You know, we, we could keep it under wraps. So yeah. we should do it. 